With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. This is always hump week. You know, it's the week before you start getting the game prep. And those guys came out laughing, smiling, wanting to play football. A lot of energy. I didn't see any mush faces out there. I didn't see any gloomy gusses. I didn't see any of that. I mean, credit to Coach Frost. The culture on the team is, I don't know if it's where he wants it, but it's much, much better. And these kids love playing football and they love Nebraska and they're happy to go to work. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Uh, Coach Shenander was was kind of a soundbite this week, wasn't he, Robin? Yes, he was. That was interview gold. He, uh, uh, mush faces. <laughs> mush face. <laughs> he said mush face, diddly, and turds all in the same interview. And he, so. he's, he's, he's dropped some <laughs> – he, he's had some four-letter word soundbites. Oh, yeah. I mean – He's he, not afraid to drop an S-bomb. Oh, yeah. McBride was like that too, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, McBride was a little salty at times on the podium when he got up there. But – Shenander's got a big week, guys. Um, you know, black shirts are coming out, and I mean, they kind of know who the guys are going to be. But let's talk black shirts. I mean, let, let's go defensive line. I mean, when you look at that group right now, we know a number of players are going to play. I'm going to say four black shirts right now, and, and you guys tell me if you agree, disagree. Khalil, Carlos Davis, Darian Daniels, Ben Stilley. Yes, agree. Anybody right, else? Right now. Does yes. it get down to DeAndre Thomas? Not yet. Damian Daniels. No. No. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, maybe not week one. Maybe not right out of the gates. Although DeAndre Thomas has, I mean, the praise that Tuioti and some of the other people have given him so far has been. And he's not high. getting a lot of like outside. I mean, a lot of fans I don't think are expecting him no. to be a guy right now, just because he only played the four games. He really hasn't. Riley played. played he wasn't ready when Riley played. I mean, no. like two sixty five playing the nose yeah. as a freshman in the Big Ten. <laughs> yeah, that was not good. Uh, but I, but I th- I would say he might be next up though. Would you? If, if he doesn't get it, he might be next up. I want to see it though live. Yeah. And my question with Damian Daniels is, will he play enough snaps to warrant a black mm-hmm. shirt? And we know Jakeem Green's not in the conversation for that today. I mean, he's ways away. I mean, he's only been here for two weeks. Yeah. Um, okay, linebacker. So on the inside, I think all three get him. I do too. I think Muhammad Barry. Obviously, Colin Miller and Cause, cause Will, Miller and, and Honus are essentially co-starters yeah, right now. So the three inside guys will get it. So we're at seven. At seven black shirts. Now this is the hard one. Outside linebacker. What do you think? Tyron for sure. Tyron for sure. Alex, Alex Davis. Davis for sure. Jojo. Jojo. Nate, you're a resident Jojo yeah. Doman expert. I would say not right now. Caleb Tanner. Not right now. So you're going to go just two outside, three inside. Yep. So we're at nine black shirts. Yep. In the secondary, I'm going to say five. I'm going to say Deontay Williams. Yep. I'm going to say Markel Smuke, Lamar Jackson, Cam Taylor, DiCaprio Boodle. Does Cam Taylor get – I think the only debate would be Cam Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. But if he plays as much as they're hinting that, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's basically the next in line at every position. So <laughs> – so we're at four. I got fourteen black shirts right now. That's a lot. That is a lot. Yeah, but 
the game of football is different, man. It is, like it is different. There's no, I mean, the, the old school get off my lawn, non nickel defense Husker fan thinks that only eleven guys. But when you run a nickel as much as you're going to run a true base, you have to have a fifth defensive back. You have to have maybe an extra linebacker and, and an extra defensive lineman. So, well, especially when you have positions like inside linebacker where it'll probably legitimately be a 50-50 split in reps. Uh, so it doesn't matter who starts because they're both going to have an equal contribution. And, uh, per, for perspective, Bob Diaco gave out 16 in his, in his one Bob year. Bob so, Yeah. Bobby D. At, at least, if, if that's the case, it'll at least be less than that. And a sweet Argyle sweater, right, Nate? <laughs> yeah. God, that picture. is slick. I, I, anytime, like, we ran that story on Bob Diaco and how much he was getting paid at Oklahoma – Steve Rosen wrote it. I found I had to find that picture. I mean, and, and the the amount of traffic it got just probably because of that picture. I mean, it was like our most read story that month. One of the better pictures I've taken. It was up there. It was up there. I mean, there was there. There's been some good ones. Um, but all right, so we got 14 black shirts. That's essentially one extra defensive lineman, one extra linebacker, and a fifth DB. And I, I think you definitely five DBs in today's deal is is, is the norm. Yeah. yeah. I think so, too. I, I think that it's not unreasonable. That's not a crazy number. Doman and Tanner are like the two that we don't really have a read on. And then obviously DeAndre. But, yeah, I, I think 14 is probably a, our Vegas number today. Yeah. And they've shown precedent that they're you know not afraid to give them out as the season goes on, too. Remember Lamar Jackson earned one when he finally flipped his switch last year. So, um, you know, that number could grow. I don't think it's going to drop. I don't think they're going to be ones to take black shirts away. Well, and I don't think this is – I think the, I think this unit is finally beyond that. Yeah. Where – That's where – that's what bugged me the most about Pelini and, like, just yeah. the, the Not inconsistency. And, like, when they give him out, how many they give out, who they're going to take him away. I mean, it's just like you're <laughs> kind of losing the whole point of this tradition a little bit. And then you had to be the media guy. Like, whose turn is it this week to ask yeah. about the black shirts to yeah. Bo? And <laughs> yeah, and it was always met really – received really well from him. <laughs> You'd find, like, some new number two or three TV guy at, like, a smaller station and be like, can you ask the black shirt question? Hey, kid with his job – first job out of college, go ask this question. To Bo and see if he yells at you. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Well, we let's talk linebacker. I want to stick on inside linebacker because that is – of all the positions with depth right now, that's probably my biggest concern. I think there's two concerns I have for this defense, guys. Pass rush, who's going to be your go-to third down guy? Is it going to be by committee or can actually one guy get it? And then on the inside linebacker, can they get by with just three? Because I think we would all agree that step from Honus, Colin Miller to the fourth guy is fairly significant as, I mean, the depth right now has been so thin on the inside they elevated Zach Schlager immediately on Tuesday to the 110 roster and put him in practice just to give them another body to run scouts and other things because of the lack of qualified bodies they have right now at inside linebacker. Yeah, and I, I just don't see anybody in that next – after those three that you would depend upon in a game. I mean, I'm, there's certainly some – you know, young, surprising talent coming up the ranks, but they're not ready yet, in my opinion. And nobody has proven they're ready. Uh, so I think Nebraska, unless they're going to really rely on those three to handle the, the bulk of the workload, 
they might have to get creative a little bit. And in some of those, you know, pass, um, you know, pass packages where you bring in an extra defensive back, maybe Doman slides, slides into a linebacker spot or, um, you know, you, you got to find ways to, I think, address that need through other venues, as opposed to just relying on the guys that are listed on the depth chart behind those top three. But the good news is they're going to sub a lot. I mean, I think Muhammad Barry is going to play a ton, but they're going to sub a lot, certainly between Honus and Miller. And so those guys should be able to stay relatively fresh. And if they can avoid injury, it might not be that big of an is issue. There, is there a guy on this roster, Nate, that could get eight sacks this year, or do you see a committee of guys in the four to six range? I, I think it's probably going to be a committee of guys in the four to six range again. I, I don't know if – I don't know. I mean, to get eight sacks, I think you'd have to be – a pretty accomplished that's towards the top of the conference yeah you'd have to be a very accomplished pass rusher and i mean we just i don't think we've seen enough from anybody in the roster at this point in time to say that dude is an accomplished pass rusher right now where you know when randy gregory was in i mean when you're sitting in the press box watching a game like you watched randy gregory on yeah, every yeah. third down you're like let's watch randy and you know he could single-handedly change a game with a play and I just don't know if today we know enough about some of these guys and Darian Daniels could be that guy but the way you run a 3-4 that defensive end of the 3-4 is taking on a lot of times two guys so they may not be able to get to quarterbacks as easily yeah and that's really not the design of a 3-4 defensive end and so I mean who knows maybe Jakeem Green could uh, work his way into that role but uh, you know during the chat this week I think both Nate and I we were asked to predict who was going to lead the team in tackles, sacks, and tackles for loss. And with sacks, he and I both picked Alex Davis. And I think that's probably us drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit. I did bit. Khalil Davis. Yeah, we, we, I think we're drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit to where uh, we're hearing so much about how much better Alex Davis is, uh, how it's finally coming together for him. And uh, he's really becoming that, that NFL prototype to where scouts are asking DeWitt and, and the other defensive coaches about him seemingly every day. And you have so, been drinking the Kool-Aid. Believe it when we <laughs> see it for sure. But, you know, when the coaches are spending that much time uh, talking about one player, there's got to be something to it. And so, like, the other part of it is there's no other people that you can say is a surefire leader. And so Alex Davis is my pick. All right. Well, when we come back, we are going to continue to fall camp discussion this time in the mailbag. Husker Online intern Ali Snow will join us here in studio. We'll take your questions in the mailbag next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.